Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. Welcome to Weekly Jump, presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. This is our weekly episode reviewing first impressions of newer anime and manga titles. Let's jump in. I moved, I, I threw myself up because I was moving at a different hand pace title of your sex tape. I was. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, hey everybody. Uh, welcome to another weekly jump episode where, uh, first and foremost, <laughs> I need to remind you that we are still doing our uh, four weeks at a time giveaway. Ooh. Um, and so if you still want that sweet, sweet One Punch Man, um, you know, album, it's really good. I'm, I'm, I'm still giving it away. And all you have to do is write Crab Latte to us. Um, you know, what happens when you eat too much crab? Yep. Um, you turn into a crab man. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we are, uh, back and, uh, at it again, uh, with just two things. And, uh, for our page flips this week, we have, uh, something that I have already read before, um, but well, not in color form. Yeah, me too. Uh, because I actually read recently, but not in color form. <laughs> Yeah, so Blake dropped in there that uh, there is a brand new Dragon Ball um, full-color Frieza arc that is on Shonen Jump. Um, if So if you have the Shonen Jump app, you can read it there. And you yeah. definitely should because it looks fantastic. It's it also actually reminded stunning. Me of, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, it also, the first thing that struck me is I forgot how sassy Bulma was. <laughs> and also, like... She's she's like a girl in anime that is represented as like maybe a real person in a, in a time in anime where women were not always represented as real people um because Bulma is just like a person and she does what she wants. Yeah. Um also Krillin, I forgot how endearing Krillin and Gohan's relationship was. Krillin and until, his little hat is about my favorite yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah, so, I like Krillin a lot. Yeah, so <laughs> Ever since we, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we switched to doing two episodes or two two series a week instead of five series a week. Uh, and since then, I took stuff from from the viz viz.com, I think it is, which is where you find the digital Shonen Jump. And I just took all the series and put them in a random order. So Dragon Ball Full Color Frieza Arc was uh, the thing that was next. And um, there's also a Full Color Saiyan Arc. And then there's the regular, you know, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z uh, on there. So uh, this is in addition to the original version of the Frieza arc. Uh, and you, you know, you can read that in the, in, you know, the context of the larger series, but this is just the Frieza arc pulled out and, and colored. And it's so pretty just like the thing is <laughs> with Dragon Ball Z, which is, you know, this is not Dragon Ball Z cause it's the manga and just like Naruto and Naruto Shippuden, Dragon Ball Z is an anime-only title for a series that does not change the title in manga form. So this is Dragon Ball. We know the uh, anime version as Dragon Ball Z and usually shorthand it as Dragon Ball Z, even though that's not shorter. And uh, so many of us uh, in Spencer and my age uh, range grew up watching Dragon Ball Z, and that was sort of our gateway anime. And then we, you know, Naruto and Bleach and One Piece came out, and we all moved on. Because those stories, in general, tell somewhat more complicated storylines with somewhat more complicated, varied, interesting, what-have-you power sets. 
than Dragon Ball is uh, frequently known for. You know, Dragon Ball is pretty simple. It's a lot of fighting, and then they shoot lasers at each other, and, you know, exceptions apply. But it, it just it doesn't feel as complicated um, or as... Uh, this sounds really disparaging. I don't mean it in that way, but like it doesn't. It just doesn't feel quite as inventive with the powers as a lot of shonen anime has has come to feel. And that said, the manga is wonderful. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's so good. Actually, the art is top notch. The yeah. like the page would... compositing is great. Like it's as a manga like i don't know dragon ball z has some flaws as an anime largely resulting in you know filler stuff but or resulting from filler stuff but the manga is really actually quite good and really holds up pretty well too yeah i would say anybody that is ever um come to not really enjoy dragon ball z because of the way that the anime plays out and a lot of people get really really sick of um, the the constant filler. Um, one of the most the most famous things that was done with Dragon Ball Z um, is is a a a compendium or not a compendium, but a a broken down version of Dragon Ball Z that was done just so that people could get away from the massive amount of time that you had to commit to the anime when it was originally coming out, and that is called Dragon Ball Z Kai. Um, it is a uh, a labor of love from the fan community um, to break it apart so that people no, could spend. Dragon a Ball Z Kai much... is official. That's an official release. Oh, really? Yeah, Naruto oh, Kai well, is a fan version riffing on that, but Dragon Ball Z Kai, that's on the Funimation website. Yeah, but Dragon Ball Z Kai was originally not done that way. Dragon Ball Z Kai was originally done just in the fan community, and then they did it as well. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, this was done so that people could have like a, a truncated version of Dragon Ball Z that was just all the action and none of the fluff. Um, it is a much more enjoyable watch, in my opinion, um, than the uh, original Dragon Ball Z. Um, and uh, I will say, this is one of the really big ups for the manga Dragon Ball in general, is that Dragon Ball has none of the fluff. Instead, it is just good, fast-paced, fun-ass action. Um, it is one of those shonen manga that really, really reminds people why they love shonen if they are kind of like shonen trash originally um they're just like it's explosions it's funny in a way that is actually funny um not in a way of like we're being funny um sort of thing um there are a lot of jokes in original dragon ball like in the first like probably like 20 chapters that made me laugh out loud when i first read them um i've been rereading old dragon ball just because i um, I saw that this might be coming up on the, the the list recently, and I forgot how funny some of the original fights with like the Red Ribbon Army are. Um, it's there's a lot of really good and uh, somewhat dated jokes sometimes, but they're still really really hold up and the pacing inside of the original manga it is really obvious why this is one of those that's considered kind of a masterpiece of manga creation yeah. um and man oh man this is really it's the color the color palette 
that is used inside of this uh, inside of this manga, specifically this arc, is really beautiful. Yeah. Um, in the way that they especially draw just like the weird color combinations that happen on Namek, um, and uh, also the different characters that are like of the different alien species. Um, it's just a a whole gay rainbow of colors for yeah. Frieza's army. <laughs> it is absolutely. Uh, it, it just. The colors are just, they're bright and they're vibrant and they feel like they they match and add to the energy of the series. Because Toriyama's artwork is already great. It's not being altered in any way other than adding color to it. So, you know, if the pictures themselves were a little bland or a little flat or whatever, the, art, the color would definitely spruce that up, but... He's such a good artist and he's so good at drawing manga that mm -hmm. the color just, I, there was just like a joy and a, an excitement that I felt when I was reading these chapters because mm -hmm. it's so well done and it's so pretty and the colors are so nice. And did, it's just it, like, did it have moments when you were reading it where you're just like, this is why I used to love Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Like, did you have a, I I had I had multiple moments while reading this where I was just like what happens next and then I was like you know yep. what happens next and then I was like nah, I want to I want to read it again but and I'm like that's the way it should be done man <laughs> yeah that's the thing is that we we all remember Dragon Ball as the thing that got us into anime and in so many ways something that we come to when we're young that makes us excited about about like a you know genre or art form or whatever when we return to that initial gateway experience we can often be let down by how you know less complex and or mature or whatever it is and, and dragon ball certainly is that in a lot of ways compared to other anime series that have been spawned from the style that dragon ball established for the shonen genre but, like, Dragon Ball is better than people remember. I think we all, you know, unless, this is not true for everybody, uh, but I think there are so many Shonen fans that remember watching Dragon Ball as a kid. And they remember the endless, you know, spinning of wheels that was the anime trying to waste time so that they didn't catch up to the manga and they remember the over-the-top, you know, energy beams screaming at each other, um, you know, flurry of punches kind of battles. And they remember that all of the plot lines were basically so-and-so is going to fight, and eventually they do. And all of that's still true, but there's so much more to it. And, you know, over the years I've thought to myself, uh, you know, in the in the long stretch of time when I was not rereading or rewatching Dragon Ball uh, and hadn't seen it for a while, I was like, I remember that about Dragon Ball. It's a lot of wasted time in the anime because of the constraints of anime production uh, at the time, causing them to create filler. But also when it's not filler, isn't it just kind of like very thinly veiled excuses to get one character to fight another? And you know, certainly some people would see it as that, but there is a lot more work going into making these conflicts interesting, 
like in this we read we both read the first three chapters of this frieza arc and the third chapter ends with vegeta about to face off against and fight someone and it's going to be a curb stomp battle that shows you how much stronger vegeta has gotten but they have a history and it's not a history that you've necessarily seen but it's one that's just that's referenced by vegeta and this other dude it's referenced by frieza like it, it feels more complicated and more interesting than just this guy is going to be fighting vegeta and then they fight even though that's what happens and there's so much mm-hmm. more of that going on like gohan and uh krillin are faced off by two of frieza's goons there's a there are a lot of like fight focused conflicts in this and we all know this is a uh, you know super powered martial arts series so that's the point that's what's going to happen and it is true that you can boil these all down to a series of fights strung together with just enough plot to get them from one fight to the next but the effort put into that in-between plot is actually much higher than you might remember and i would Mm -hmm. argue that it's very much worth revisiting and you almost can't do better than revisiting these full color arcs which again there is also a saiyan arc that's in full color which is the beginning of dragon ball where the anime calls starts calling it dragon ball z that's after the time skip when Goku is older and Gohan has been born. So if you want to relive that and you want to see if your memory is as um, unforgivingly inaccurate as mine was, I would strongly suggest it because uh, it's better than I remembered by actually quite a few degrees. And this experience of reading these chapters was really excellent. Yeah. Total joy. Um, Okay. So this is a definitely uh, a jump in for both of us. Yeah. Um, With that being said, we have very differing opinions. It sounds like on our uh, screen time for the week. And that is an anime, a little, a little ditty uh, (laughs) called space battleship, battle, battleship, battleship (laughs) Terramisu. It was suggested uh, by Wonderlump on our discord. Um, Again, if you want to join our discord and give us suggestions for our weekly jumps we are listening to you yeah um so uh I've, this uh, one I've got uh, a, was oh i was just gonna say i've got a running list of things that people have mentioned some of those have been directly suggested and some of them have been discussed so i might call you out as having suggested something when you were actually just like talking about it but i've been marking that and kind of lurking on our discord and, and taking notes so this is our first yeah. one and i've got I have many weeks worth of suggestions here. So if you'd like to add your suggestions to that list, it might be a little bit before we get to it. But uh, if you're looking for your suggestion to be coming up, it will be coming up and we would absolutely love to have more suggestions. Yeah. And also, uh, speaking of uh, Discord, if you want to join in, two new fun things are going to be happening on our Discord. Um, one is going to be uh, there's a, a anime watching uh, that is happening inside of a group on the Discord. Um, there are suggestions happening right now and watch party- parties that are being suggested right now. Um, so if you want to be a part of that, there are there is a voice section for that. Um, there's also a, a a brief request by a couple of people that were talking about meeting up and talking about a D&D campaign. Um, I am totally down for that. Uh, I'm down for nerdy stuff happening. Um, I don't have a time for a D&D campaign, um, but if you would like to use our Discord to meet up with people and discuss D&D stuff, um, there is a voice channel for that now as well. Um, so if you're interested in that, you should pop on over to our Discord. Uh, we hit over 50 people on our Discord today, um, which is really exciting, and it may 
sound small to some people, but that's big for us. Yeah. Um, and also there's other things. If you're not, if you want to do watch party and D and D that's great. If not suggest something, I mean, I play a lot of Pokemon switch makes it pretty easy to connect with people. Like we could throw together a Pokemon tournament if you wanted to like there, we could get together and play super smash brothers. There are so many things we could do using that discord as a facilitator. So if you're looking for that community, our community is small but growing and very very active so uh, feel free to jump in and join us there and if you can't find it it's on our social media or you can reach out to us directly for a link yeah so um with that being said our screen time again is space battleship tiramisu um i loved it and blake had a different opinion i had um, a let me tell you reaction a, a let me tell you why i love more it. negative as i went on for the first three episodes <laughs> Okay, let me tell you why I enjoyed it so much, first and foremost. Number one, I used to watch the hell out of Gundam Wing Mm -hmm. and G Gundam and Iron-Blooded Orphans and Gundam 008. Um, I watched a lot of Gundam series. um, And as someone who has watched a lot of Gundam series, this show is a very faithful um, joke anime making fun of the different things that happen in st- different giant mech series. Um, and it reminded me of so many of those tropes that made fun of them. Um, I laughed really hard. Um, it is not a hard watch for people. The Each episode is only about eight minutes long each. Um, and they have basically a couple of running jokes. Episode two made me laugh out loud like three times. Um, the first time in which he brought in that like space chihuahua and it's slowly <laughs> becoming larger and larger as it's exposed to oxygen. Um, that made me laugh when he was trapped and then he put it in the box in space where he found it. Yeah. Um, so funny. And then the th- other thing was when, when he's like, he's like, she changed my cockpit. She put all this stuff inside of my cockpit and she signed my helmet. Who does that? <laughs> Yeah, so the the premise is the main character is, I guess, I don't know, they don't say this explicitly. So here's the thing, it's it's really short episodes, and it's a wacky comedy anime, so it's not super, it's not so off the wall that, like, it is running on complete cartoon logic, but uh, it, it is about the joke, and the joke is king, and we are always working toward the joke, and so the a lot of the sort of like characterization and plot stuff that doesn't facilitate whatever joke they're going for right now is just, it doesn't come up. It's not relevant. So the main character, the impression that I get is that he's a little socially awkward or antisocial or something like that. And he finds solace in his cockpit of his, you know, Gundam wing esque mech suit. And, uh, and so the comedy seems to be stemming from him trying to keep that space his, but having people sort of violate it or distract him when he's in his happy place. Or like the first episode starts off with him preparing to be launched out of the ship to join a battle in. And he thinks that he has enough time between now and when his ship will, when his you know mech will be launched to eat some fried pork on a stick. And there's all this drama about him, like messing it up and getting greasy breading everywhere and stuff like that. And it's just, it's just kind of goofy, random stuff. Um, I, I enjoyed it, but then episode three, I, 
I did not enjoy so much that it really tainted the entire experience for me. Because episode three is almost entirely about boys being obsessed with a girl because she's a girl and Mm. uh you know traditional gender roles and panic about being perceived to be gay or feminine and Mm -hmm. trying to touch breasts even if those breasts are just robot breasts that are actually secretly missiles although that was a good joke but uh it it was just see i i sort of i i I get where you're coming from i think this rubs you a, a really wrong way a lot of times um, I think that this this show, um, because it is so heavy on making fun of the tropes inside of anime, um, that it it lampooning this was really present for me in a way that is probably just too triggering for you. Yeah, and you know, um, other than if uh, technically Code Geass is a Gundam series, but I, I don't think everybody knows that, and I, I would say that a lot of Gundam fans would consider it you know, quite different enough that we can consider it some like its own thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And other than that, I've never seen a Gundam series. So some of the in jokes about Gundam series or mech anime in general, uh, almost certainly went over my head or, or at least didn't give me that. Oh, I, I really get what they're going for here. Kind of like mm-hmm. warm and fuzzy. I'm in on this sort of experience. So I could definitely see that having been a, a factor in me, not enjoying it as much. And, you know, all that said, I I liked the jokes well enough. Uh, several of the jokes got me to laugh out loud. A couple other jokes got me, gave me a nice chuckle. Um, even the, the dog storyline, which like ends up with him de-adopting the dog and basically re-abandoning it, which as a, you know, sort of overly emotional dog lover, I would usually have kind of a hard time enjoying, even though it was presented as an absurd joke, but just like they do this fucking like freeze frame painterly thing with a sort of like drawn out overblown slow-mo like yowl thing from the space chihuahua, but the space chihuahua has grown so large that it's this like really deep voiced thing. And it's just like funny. So there, mm-hmm. there was a lot that I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed him freaking out about somebody messing up his cockpit, uh, like the, mm-hmm. the woman that messes up his cockpit in the second one. Um, I even like, even though I was kind of mad about the the whole plot line of the third one, I still enjoyed little bits and pieces of it. Like I didn't, I don't like that he wanted to touch the. He was he's such a like socially maladjusted, perverted you know 19 year old guy that he had to touch breasts even though those breasts were actually the you know robotic breast shaped implements of the female looking robot that he was in right now like that was annoying but the fact that they turned out to be missiles was kind of funny and Mm -hmm. the you know i was frustrated that he was like having these kind of like you know homophobic uh concerns about being perceived as feminine or being tricked in or coerced into being in a feminine environment or presentation around the other guys in his in his squadron but at the same time like the fact that like the cockpit he was in that this that this woman had had before him was like decorated super pink and had all these like plush animals around was kind of fun it was like a funny visual so i think for me just it makes me think about some of the people who don't agree with us on Kill La Kill, where we can understand that Kill La Kill has fan service and in fact has fan service 
in a way that is pretty unambiguously fan y but that the way it presents it is as a joke and is as a sort of like furthering of a joke. And meanwhile, like in this third episode, like this woman showed up and the first thing you see of her is like just her boobs and they're jiggling in a really absurd way. And the next thing you see is her butt. And it's it just like really set a, ne- a bad taste in my mouth and a negative tone for that whole experience. And it was kind of like, unlike Kill a Kill, it wasn't presenting her in a way that was funny or, or like or, or it wasn't presenting her in a way that was like self-parodying the idea of the like big-breasted overly unrealistic jiggle physics boobs kind of thing that i think can be made fun of uh and, and so for me i thought some of the jokes were really good but overall some of the jokes fell into some of those really bad habits that anime can have about like particularly around sexual politics of like masculinity or, you know, sexual interest in women and did not do a good job of maintaining the joking quality around that, but was more like having fun with a sort of assumed masculinity among the characters and by extension, the audience that I think is in some ways a cultural divide, but is also in many ways, you know, even if it's a cultural thing, it's still pretty regressive. Um, so I, I thought that there was a lot to enjoy here. I think that a lot of people can enjoy this. And it's just there were a lot of things about anime that I don't like that were done here in a straightforward way rather than a subversive way like a Kill la Kill would do it that tainted the experience for me and made it something where I was like, I didn't I had some fun watching it, but I by the end of it, I was happy to be done and I wasn't, I don't intend to watch anymore. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, uh, for me, I think it would be a jump in. Um, I think it was funny enough and, and it hit enough of those like old trope things that it was making fun of to make it watchable, at least for me. Um, but your experience may vary anyways. Um, stick with us after these credits and we'll give you another important life lesson. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind podcast network. Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Get Jumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday. And hey, thanks for listening. Hello, my name is Jeremy Snow, owner and editor-in-chief of the Geekly Grind. 
We interrupt your awesome, regularly scheduled programming to ensure you're aware of the Geekly Grind podcast network, of which this show is a treasured member of. If you haven't had a chance to check out our site, you can do so at thegeeklygrind.com, and while you're there, take a look at the other members of our steadily growing podcast family, including the anime-centric Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, discovering new heroes on comic book keepers with Chris and Lance, exploring the vast universe of geekdom with Geek Exploration, or appreciating animation's finer details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind. We'll see you next week, and until then... Look, if you're just going to color old anime, there are so many that I have on my list. Let's just pull this out real quick. Um, uh, Soul Eater, um, all of the other manga that I have ever read. Um, <laughs> it's a short list, but uh, anyways. But it, it, you know, it means so much. <laughs>